January 20th, 2017, will be remembered as the day the people became the rulers of this nation again. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. We do not seek to impose our way of life on anyone, but rather to let it shine as an example. We will shine for everyone to follow. There should be no fear. We are protected and we will always be protected. We will be protected by the great men and women of our military and law enforcement. And most importantly, we will be protected by God. We stand at the birth of a little millennium, ready to unlock the mysteries of space, to free the earth from the miseries of disease, and to harness the energies, industries, and technologies of tomorrow. A new national pride will stir ourselves, lift our sights, and heal our divisions. Your voice, your hopes, and your dreams will define our American destiny. Together, we will make America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America. Let's go see the Ah, the weekend is here. Can you believe the end of October is almost here, too, ladies and gentlemen? But you also have us here, the American Adversaries Radio Show, coming to you live on this here Patriot Home Funding Friday. That's right, folks. We are on WORL, Salem Media Group's News Talk Station of the Year, AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. You can listen to the great programming here 24-7, including through all throughout the weekend. And you got Roger Franklin Williams' show. you got the Pat Williams' show. you got some guy that does this What's the Score show and all that right here. You can listen to live 24-7, or whenever the shows air, that is, 24-7. And that is the AnswerOrlando.com website, where you can join the Answer Seekers Club and win, enter to win a lot of great contests. You can also listen on our website, AmericanAdversaries.com. Your Alexa devices, and you can still download the free Answer Orlando app in your smart devices. And yes, indeed, we are up and rumbling. I see we got the green lights a-flashing, and you now see Pierce Outlaw a-waving. Hello, all you irredeemable deplorables, dregs of society, bitter clingers, and 
and listless vessels. In the past week, faux fat Fannie Willis has secured four plea deals in her sprawling RICO case against President Trump and his supposed inner circle in Atlanta against our old friend Sidney Powell and Scott Hall in the Coffee County case and Jenna Ellis and Kenneth Cheeseboro for filing false documents. Naturally, the left-wing drive-by media ran wild, branding the defendants as criminals and crowing the tired old refrain we've heard for the past seven years that the pleas are bombshells and the walls are closing in. But are the walls really closing in? Each of faux fat Fanny's guilty pleas carries language under Georgia's First Defender Act that states, quote, no judgment of guilt be imposed at this time, and each defendant will, quote, be completely exonerated of guilt after completing their probation. So outside of some apology letters, a couple of checks being written, Jenna Ellis having to do community service, which means that she'll have to do something akin to picking up trash or watching cop cars, which actually may be entertaining, this is a nothing burger in the scheme of things. None of these pleas indicate that there is a racketeering case to be made. What they do indicate is that this is a blatant shock and awe political prosecution designed to dominate news cycles, bleed political enemies, gag them, and score political points. Also, these kinds of slap-on-the-wrist deferred plea resolutions are what the Garland DOJ gave to the Portland Antifa and BLM rioters nationwide in 2021 but not to people who entered the Capitol on January 6th, many of whom stole nothing, destroyed nothing, and followed the orders of the Capitol Police. Nope, they get to rot in jail, bankrupt and alone. Faux Fat Fanny is using the same script the corrupt FBI and DOJ used against General Flynn. Overcharge, then threaten the accused with long jail terms, bleed them financially, never present actual evidence to be cross-examined in a court of law, extract a plea deal to generate publicity, and then gag the defendant. As for President Trump, earlier this week, Black Jack Smith went all in on requesting an even more draconian gag order when the original gag order was stayed by the judge who issued it, which was a violation of the First Amendment, in my opinion, but why would he want such a draconian gag order? Simple, to control the narrative with the health of the media, and most importantly, quash the truth. President Trump countered by petitioning the court to allow classified documents to be entered into evidence which proved there was foreign interference in the 2016 and 2020 elections. Lost in the shuffle of all this is Trump's Executive Order 13848 from 2018, which ironically has been extended by Biden three times. It declares foreign election interference a national emergency and stipulates that all assets of those interfering will be seized, their transactions blocked, and that entry and exit from the U.S. will be denied. The evidence in those classified documents, when combined with Inspector General Horowitz's findings in 2018 and Special Counsel John Durham's report in May of this year, will completely nuke whatever case Smith thinks he has, and then turn the spotlight back on Biden, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, who have the authority and duty to act under Trump's executive order. 
This is absolutely delicious. <laughs> I find it hard to believe Garland and the Biden administration don't know this, that Smith doesn't know this, and all the communist lawfare attorneys on Twitter, the blogosphere, and in the media don't know this. First they said there was no evidence. Then they said there was no credible evidence. Then they said there was no evidence that was enough to make a difference. Then they said there was no widespread evidence. The pucker factor is just now starting to get turned up on the bad actors. Like the philosopher political mad scientist Christopher Hart has long said, this is the year it turns. Now as for Black Jack Smith, Judge Chutkin, their gag orders, and President Trump, Perhaps Robert E. Lee said it best in 1865. He said, quote, It appears to me that the allayment of passion, the dissipation of prejudice, and the restoration of reason will alone enable the people of the country to acquire a true knowledge and form a correct judgment of the events of the past four years. <laughs> All right. Very good, Pierce Outlaw. Thank you very much for that. I am the philosopher, political mad scientist, Christopher Hart. Jeff Sinis is on the bridge. 407-774-8255 is the number. Nostra Dennis will be joining us shortly. Patrick McGarrow of Undoing Time Magazine, which you can find at undoingtimemagazine.org, is going to be on with us to talk about some of those court cases that, uh, that uh, Pierce was just referring to there. So uh, that'll be at the bottom of this hour. Uh, Roger Franklin Williams is going to join us uh, in studio tonight. You know, the, the football game is going to be on after us tonight. It's a tape delay. It actually played last night. And uh, so uh, we'll talk about it as though we don't know what happened. So anyway, I don't anyway. I wasn't able to hear it. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, we'll have him at the top of the next hour, and then our Killer B is going to join us at the bottom of the next hour. And Dr. Ken Viek is going to call in here in a few minutes, and uh, we'll talk about the killer who is still at large in Maine or wherever he may happen to be. So we got all of that for you as well. So, uh, yeah, the, the day of reckoning uh, is here. You know, I think, you know, as I, you were just referring to that I've been saying that everything is turning this year. I think it turned in a major way, a huge way this week with the election of Mike Johnson as the new Speaker of the House. That is really a new day in the Speaker of the House. It's like a ray of sunshine is, is coming in. And it is going to be uh, uh, a much easier way, a much easier route, a path, I should say, to victory for the GOP next year for the House in order to maintain and even increase the majority in the House. Because this guy is going to be uh, head and shoulders above the leadership that we had before. Uh, I'm convinced of that. And don't, don't you think not for a minute that uh, God didn't have anything to do with this. So, I mean, just the whole way that it worked out, who he is, his whole life experiences, bringing him to this moment. You know, he has two black uh, teenage boys. Did not know that. Two black teenage children. And uh, it is, it's, I mean, and, and yet he is as conservative as the day is long. I mean, it's, not that that means anything, but he's from Shreveport, Louisiana. And, well, that's an oil town, isn't it, if I'm not mistaken? You know, you got the gas factories down there, you know, the refineries and all that. So yeah, this is a, it, it's a new day. And that has dawned in the House of Representatives. And I guarantee you, the, the person whose heart sank the most 
when he got gaveled in or the gavel was handed to him wasn't Kevin McCarthy. It wasn't uh, Jeffries. It was one Nancy Pelosi. Because she could see that, that, that dream she suddenly had again of being the first three-time Speaker of the House, suddenly, you know, wafting up into like a puff of smoke. Because she was, I, I guarantee you, she realizes that this guy is going to be much more formidable in terms of taking retaking the House. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that impressed me the most, most about the new Speaker is that he started his first session with a prayer. Yep, which right. we haven't had in the House of Representatives in a mighty long time. And did you well, notice how uh, the, the media... The House chaplains do it, yeah. but, 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 but for the Speaker to do it, it's very unusual. Exactly. Yes. And that the media and the left had a conniption over it. Yep. When this country was founded on religious freedom and prayer, started well, all of the sessions. Either they forgot that, didn't learn it, or don't like it. So anyway... How about all the above? And that's why he is such a great Speaker, and that, as I said, it is a new day, and they know that. And I guarantee you they're not having a good weekend this weekend over that. Uh, in the meantime, uh, the car manufacturers have not been having a good time with the EV sales. Uh, the uh, the head of the chairman of Toyota has come out and basically said, I told you so. Toyota was one of the few manufacturers that, that turned a cold shoulder to this rush into EVs. Um, Nissan has, has gone that way a little bit, but they haven't gone head over heels into it either. Ford's getting clobbered. And they lose, by the way. Ford loses 36, on average, 30, loses $36,000 per EV vehicle they sell. Loses $36,000. And they're already charging, what, seventy, eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000 for the damn things? And they're losing on that? And uh, 7.9% of their overall sales are for EVs. So they have decided to uh, suspend or actually drop $12 billion worth of investments into EV vehicles. And they're going to scale back their production of them because they're just sitting around. They can't sell them. And no wonder, because they don't do what people uh, are promised that they will do. And then uh, Mercedes-Benz also has said, hey, this isn't working out quite like we thought it was going to. So, you know, this is probably good news for Tesla and the other manufacturers that make the only EVs, because they have figured out a way, at least Tesla has, to make it profitable. But for the, the older car manufacturers, it's just unworkable. And this new deal that they it appears as though Ford has with the UAW is just going to you know, drive the, the nails in the EV coffin even more. And how in the heck are they going to do commercial fleets? Yeah, well, that's just it. Hertz has come out and said, we, the, the EVs we got now, we can't get rid of them. You know, they like to turn their, their fleets over, you know, and, and that's where a lot of people get, you know, their cars. Um, but they, <laughs> they can't get rid of the damn things. And so they, they don't want any more of them. It's it, it just, you know, all of these, you know, wishy-wishy things never turn out to be what they promise to be, right? So, all right. So, anyway, let's uh, go ahead and take the break, and uh, when we come back, uh, Dr. Ken going to join us for a few minutes here to talk about the main killer up there. You're listening to the American Adversaries on a Patriot Home Funding Friday, and we're just getting going, so I hope you'll stay with us. AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. 
Hey, Central Florida, Dave Ramsey here. When you need advice on your taxes and want to work with someone who has the heart of a teacher, you need to see Larry Herring CPA. He's one of our tax-endorsed local providers, and he's ready to talk with you about all your income tax needs. Larry Herring will help you manage your taxes just like any other expense. Take it from me, Larry is your guy. 407-647-7777 or at HerringCPA.com. Network sound and video makes memories last forever. There are so many reasons to convert your old media to digital. The advantages are endless. Digital is lighter, sturdier, and much more compact. And please consider this. Should you have to evacuate due to hurricane, flood, or fire, you couldn't pack all those heavy videotapes. You could, however, grab your entire album of DVDs and portable drives right off your bookshelf. Visit NetworkSoundAndVideo.com or call 407-834-8555. New Queso Blanco is officially on the menu at Tijuana Flats. Try it in the new Dueling Queso Appetizer alongside our signature gold queso. Double down on deliciousness. Order your Dueling Queso at TijuanaFlats.com. Have you heard the great news, folks? The Supreme Car Detailing Superstores have added a third location to better serve you. The new location is at Candace Drive in 1792 in Maitland. As with their other locations at 510 North State Road 434 and at South Orange Avenue and Sand Lake Road, this new detailing superstore is stocked with all the cleaning products and tools you need for any cleaning task for your cars, trucks, RVs, boats, homes, and businesses. At this new location, you can also test your driving skills on a state-of-the-art simulator. You won't believe how real the experience is. To clean better, with less effort, go to the Supreme Car Detailing Superstores. They're open from 10 to 6, 7 days a week. Or you can order online at dasuperstore.com. That's dasuperstore.com. Call me and I'll do the rest. I'm Abby Greenberg with the Golden Group at Compass, the number one brokerage in the country. It's a seller's market and there's no better time to list your house. I'll get it sold and get you the greatest return on your real estate investment. Need to make renovations first? Through Compass Concierge, we'll cover the renovation costs up front and sell your house for top dollar. I'm Abby Greenberg, and you can sell your home with ease with the Golden Group. 407-484-2689. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Looking at those roadways, westbound I-4, we've got slowdowns into the St. John's River Bridge, around Lake Mary, around Colonial, and from Kirkman to US-27, eastbound I-4, slow from Old Polk Road up to the Turnpike, also slow from Lake Mary to Monroe, crash on 408 westbound near Good Homes, also crash reported OBT at Taft Vineland. I'm Dave Derica, your latest answer traffic. That's all we want, folks. Chance to survive and do good. You're listening to the American Adversaries on a Patriot Home Funding Friday. And the ground offensive in Gaza appears to have started. 
Uh, there's uh, more and more Israelis who are being seen crossing into Gaza. And there had been, I guess, a raid into Gaza yesterday or last night. And they went in for a while and then came back out. This doesn't appear to be that, or if it is, it's going to be a much longer raid. Um, the Israeli defense uh, minister, I believe, has said that they intend that this is going to last for months, not weeks. And they're intent on uh, rooting out the Hamas forces as best that they can. And evidently, as Hamas does, they have built a big headquarters for their organization underneath a big hospital. I don't know if that same hospital that, that the rocket fell in. It was, was it the same hospital? I don't know. Uh, but they, they, it's a big, huge underground complex under the hospital because obviously they're hiding under innocent people using human shields, which is what they do. And, you know, tactically speaking, that's about the only option they have. I mean, they, <laughs> if they go out in the open, they'll be slaughtered. So, But it, at the end of the day, uh, it appears as though the ground offensive has begun in earnest. And in the meantime, uh, our forces, our, we are... Uh, I, I, I don't know if they were launched from the aircraft carriers or from other bases in the area, but we had uh, our own airstrikes on some installations, evidently like weapons depots in Iraq and Syria, that the Iranians typically guard with the, the Revolutionary Guard members. So, uh, you, I mean, here we are ever, ever closer, ever closer to really a world war, thanks to uh, big Joe Biden. And why are we even in Syria? Uh, to protect the oil wells there, basically, is uh, is the way I understand it. And to sort of keep the Turks and the, the, the Kurds and everybody kind of separated. And that's, that's why we're there. And also to be able to conduct our own special operations and track down these guys and, and target them and kill them. Uh, talking about terrorists and the like. So uh, it's just, you know, the situation is obviously, you know, intensifying over there is, is the point here. And all around Israel, it is intensifying as well as in the Gaza Strip there. So uh, currently the, the lid is still on, fortunately, in Jordan and Egypt. But there's been skirmishes uh, across the border with Lebanon as well, and more rockets falling in uh, into Israel, some of them actually landing and causing uh, injuries. So, you know, we'll keep an eye on it, but, uh, you know, the media is spending a lot of time there. Uh, it's, I mean, it's probably going to be, a, you know, a big news cycle weekend for them with this, uh, but, it, uh, you know, Will if if there anything significant develops other than that it is the ground offensive, uh, we will certainly let you know. Also, the public relations game is being played more intensely as well. And the Biden administration finally today announced that they're putting back more sanctions against Iran. Yeah. So I guess you know instead of us funding both sides of the conflict now, we're really only going to be funding the good guys. Hopefully. But, but if I'm not mistaken. And the sanctions they're talking about are on individual Iranians, yeah, like the foreign minister, the president. It's not on the entire country selling oil, if I'm not mistaken. We'll have to. Look, I'll have to look into that. Now, do you think that Blinken and the uh, Chinese <laughs> prime minister talked 
about that in his visit over there this week? I I have my doubts, uh, but it's possible, I suppose. But I think it is, uh, as I said, the situation has been facilitated by the policies of this administration. They've made it easy for the Iranians to replenish their bank account and restart their efforts to cause trouble around the region. And they're very good at that. So uh, here we go again. And, you know, we just have to keep praying that we get through this next year and a month with this guy as president. And then from there to the inauguration day until we can get him out of the White House. Because I guarantee you, uh, well, I can't guarantee you, but I'll, I'll guarantee you that the Democrats aren't above this or beneath it. And that is to turn right around and try to do exactly what Donald Trump did, tried to do anyway, in 2020 to overturn the election, right? Can you imagine Harris? And I I guess I wouldn't put it past him for Harris to stand up there and do exactly what Trump was trying to get Pence to do, which is to suspend the the vote, basically. And, you know, this uh, police state movie, as I was uh, listening to you talk, uh, I was I was thinking back about the police state movie, and it, it's now available virtually. So as of today, you can go to policestatefilm.net and uh, purchase it and get it yourself and watch it. And one of the things they point point out in there, and that is that, and this had dawned to me too a while back, and I don't know if I ever spent enough time talking about it uh, on the show, but the whole could have been that the whole purpose of what happened on January sixth was to prevent Trump's plan from being implemented because the Democrats, as I've said multiple times on the show, tried to do the very same damn thing themselves multiple times. And so they were afraid that Trump was going to use their own playbook and win. And they had to stop him somehow. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. The Israeli army says its ground forces are expanding their activity in the Gaza Strip as it moves closer to a full-on ground invasion of the besieged territory. Internet and phone services collapsed Friday in Gaza under intensified Israeli bombardment, largely cutting off its 2.3 million people from the outside world and each other. Minnesota Democratic Congressman Dean Phillips has announced a primary challenge of President Biden. He formally entered the race Friday in New Hampshire after months of unsuccessfully urging other top Democrats to mount their own runs. Phillips says he's hoping to head off a possible loss to Donald Trump. Phillips is the first elected Democrat to challenge Biden. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 366 points. The Nasdaq rose 47. The S&P declined 19. This is SRN News. AM 950 and FM 94.9, the answer. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Look at the roadways westbound I-4. We've got slowdowns into the St. John's River Bridge, around Lake Mary, around Colonial, and from the Turnpike out to U.S. 27. Eastbound I-4, slow from Old Polk Road, headed up to the Turnpike, and from Lake Mary up to Monroe. Slowdowns on the beach line westbound into the Turnpike and into I-4. Crash reported on the 408 westbound near Good Homes. Your latest answer traffic, I'm Dave Dorica. Welcome to the American Adversaries Drive Time 
The Titans of Talk Radio on AM 950 and FM 94.9. The Answer. Online at TheAnswerOrlando.com. AmericanAdversaries.com. Streaming on Rumble. And a special welcome to Super Channel WACX Antenna TV viewers on 55.7. Now, let's join the action. That I'm proud to be an American. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. Welcome back to the American Adversaries Radio Show. Coming to you live on a Patriot Home Funding Friday from the Relaxing Comfort Studio. And we'd like to welcome now our WACX-TV audience, the Super Channel, 55.7 on your antenna remote. And more and more people are dropping the cable, going to that antenna, baby. All right. And then, of course, you can go on the Internet if you want to customize things. All right. Speaking of customize, we got Nostradamus. Yes. I was waiting for the TV cameras. And now that they're on, hi, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And Pierce Outlaw. It is a Patriot Home Funding Friday, after all. I am Christopher Hart. Jeff's on the bridge and on the line with us now is the publisher of Undoing Time magazine. You can find them at undoingtimemagazine.org. That's right, undoingtimemagazine.org. And, of course, I'm talking about our legal expert, Patrick McGarrow. Patrick, how are you doing today? Excellent, Chris. And it's undoingtime.org, just as a slight correction. We're oh. up and running. Last week we were under construction. This week we are uh, up and running. We're joined by the lovely Joya, who's listening to us live on the radio. And we're also joined by uh, my workout partner, Amazing Joel. Amazing Joel uh, has been with me for years and uh, is new to the show. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, Joya and Joel. So it's undoingtime.org, undoingtime.org. All right, and you've got some great articles in it. Uh, as I saw today, uh, let's start in Washington, D.C. this time. Uh, you have an article in there where actually the ACLU is coming to Donald Trump's defense. How can this be? Surprise, surprise, surprise. The same ACLU that defends uh pedophiles, child molesters, and people who like to gen- uh, mutilate their children's genitalia. She hadn't put it quite like that. <laughs> it's it's kind of like, oh, I'm God. about as subtle, uh, uh, subtle as a kick to the groin. All right, well, then why are, they coming, why are they coming to his defense? Because every once in a while, and I stress this once in a while, they are actually getting something right, and in this case, it's First Amendment. Uh, the ACLU is is filing an amicus curiae brief, which is a, a friend of the court brief, before Judge Ch- uh, Tanya Chutkin, arguing that her gag order violates Donald Trump's First Amendment rights. And as you read, and I have posted that uh, that potential brief on that website in that article, so your uh, readers can read it themselves. They say a lot of unkind things about Donald Trump. However, they recognize that he enjoys, just like you and me, the same First Amendment rights to freedom of expression, political speech, that everybody else does. And to stamp and step all over his rights is just as wrong as to step on somebody else's rights. Now, we're talking about the gag order that she issued last week 
beginning of the week, and then by the end of the week, she had issued a stay on her own order. Uh, is, is she rethinking this? Is, is somebody from the ACLU give her a call and say, "Hey, what are you doing here?" Uh, and is that un- how unusual or usual is it for a judge to stay their own order less than a week after having issued it? It, well, the, the sequence of events here is what's unusual. It's not unusual for judges to stay their own order, especially when a party appeals, which Trump's attorneys have immediately appealed that gag order to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. Uh, what What is strange is that she waited until after the appeal was filed and then uh, stayed it, and now the government is asking for her to lift that stay because they're not happy. Trump is doing something as obnoxious and horrible as speaking his mind and expressing himself politically. Can you imagine the horror, Chris? Oh, yeah. Tell me, Patrick, if Trump showed up at a rally and stood there at the podium with duct tape across his face for about 10 minutes, would that be violating the gag order, do you think? (laughs) Or would that suffice? Uh, it, 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 it depends on what kind of a tortured reading the uh, you know Jack Smith's team want to, wants to give it. Uh, I'm sure they could find something wrong with it. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. and I've said this yeah. before, and I know you know my former law partner Jamie uh, has said this many, many, many times, and he's a hundred percent right. When they want to come and get you on something, they're going to find something. Uh, they're going to twist and oh, yeah. contort that law and, and yeah. do backwards yeah. somersaults in order to get oh, oh yeah they would they would say that that would have been a threat by trump is what he was going to right. do to them you see sure of course uh, and of by course. the way he will be speaking tomorrow and not in las vegas at a uh, get get together the caucus people type thing so if you want to see him speak it'll be tomorrow i believe 6 p.m um patrick i wanted to ask you about trump's motion this week to bring in classified documents that supposedly prove that the 2016 and 2000 or 2020 elections had foreign interference. Um, is there any circumstance where the judge would not allow those documents as evidence? Hmm. Yes, and 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 for, forgive my uh, cynicism, but uh, since the government has filed opposition to that. The circumstance in which the gov- the court would not allow those documents to come in is if it helps Trump and it hurts Jack Smith. Uh, <laughs> so if, if it helps Trump, it's inadmissible. If it hurts him, anything goes. Doesn't that guarantee an appeal? That, that definitely guarantees an appeal because now you're talking about the constitutional right to present a defense, which is enshrined in our Constitution, just like those First Amendment uh, rights that the ACU, ACLU is fighting for. Um, that would constitute a grounds for an appeal if he were to be convicted. Hopefully he will not be convicted, and hopefully this judge wises up and allows this man to present his defense which every American has the right to do. It would seem to me it's exculpatory evidence, but what do I know, right? Um, You also have an article about the, I believe the Trump's lawyers filed three uh, appeals, or three motions this week. Uh, Three motions to dismiss. Okay, and then uh, was the the gag order one of those, or is this totally, or three motions separate? This is totally different. Uh, Please go through them. Sure. Uh, Trump's lawyers have filed three motions to dismiss on three separate and distinct grounds. One of them is based on First Amendment protection and basically saying that what the government has done has criminalized his expression of speech, his First Amendment 
expression. And there is, and I do some tutoring of law students too, and obviously well versed in this. Um, First Amendment protections are actually very robust from, as per the Supreme Court. You cannot criminalize speech. Even the Supreme Court has gone so far as to protect people like the Ku Klux Klan and the neo-Nazis and the Black Panthers and all those, you know, right-wing and left-wing people that, you know, espouse violence and, and protected them because in certain circumstances, their right to, to speech, their right under the First Amendment trumps everything, no matter how much you may disagree with that message. Okay. That's how strong this is. So basically, that's motion number one. Number two is a motion for vindictive and selective prosecution. And Trump is essentially taking Joe Biden's own words, where he specifically went on television and said, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that Donald Trump never becomes president again. Three days after Trump announces his formal candidacy for president in 2024, guess what happens? Jack Smith comes about, and within a couple of months, you have an indictment, and then now you have uh, a criminal prosecution, which Trump is arguing in that motion is in effect to silence him. The third motion is strictly on legal technicalities. The indictment and the uh, allegations in the, indi- in the indictment and the evidence that was presented to the grand jury is insufficient to establish the violations of federal law that Jack Smith is charged with. All right. A couple of questions. First of all, are any of these interlocutory uh, motions that could work their way up to the Supreme Court? Uh, most le- These types of motions, no. Uh, if they are uh, denied, as I expect the judge will probably deny them, then Trump will have to wait uh, in the wings and hope that uh, he does not get a conviction then uh, then and only then would he be able to appeal if there was a conviction. Appeal on but those. those would be three separate grounds that he could raise. Okay. Not not for nothing. That motion to uh, on on the statutory grounds on that technicality stuff. I expect the government is going to flesh out their argument or their their theory of prosecution a little bit more in their response, which is probably why they haven't responded to it yet. Um, they're going to flesh out their their theory, and that's going to give Trump's attorneys. A little bit of a preview of what they can expect at the trial in the way of uh, the government's theory of prosecution. In other words, they'll have to show a little bit of his case, his hand. They're going to have to show some of their whole cards, yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, let's uh, let's swing over to Atlanta. Uh, you you did check in the other night on the show to talk about uh, the deal that uh, Jenna Ellis got. Um, now they're saying that uh, I think another half dozen or so. Are, they're working on deals too, but uh, first of all, your thoughts on that. And then Pierce um, found, I guess there is a provision in the Georgia sentencing laws. Is that right? What you're you're talking about earlier? Yeah, we're uh, in the first offender laws where there is no admission of guilt and their record is wiped clean as if nothing had ever happened after completion of the probation. So it would seem to me that. You know these pleas are pretty toothless. It it, it is possible, um, but you know as I thought about this more over the over the past week, you know one of the things that the audience has to be aware of, uh, me having you know I practiced criminal defense law for about twenty one, twenty two, almost twenty two years. Um, in these big cases like this, 
where you have a lot of different agendas, a lot of competing narratives. Uh, one of the things the prosecution wants to do just as much as the defense wants to do is whittle down the issues, uh, minimize the exposure, and what you don't want is a co as a prosecutor as a prosecutor you don't want a co-defendant getting on the witness stand and pointing to Donald Trump and saying he didn't do anything wrong it was all me or it was all someone else or I had nothing to do with this man especially in a conspiracy case because that could sow the seeds of reasonable doubt in a juror's mind that's one thing that all of these plea deals may be designed just to neutralize these people as potential witnesses for Donald Trump, get them out of the way, so to speak. Now, the other thing is, and I didn't see this in any of the news reports or the transcripts or documents, normally when there's a conspiracy and you want to make sure that one of the co-defendants does not come back and testify for a co-conspirator is during the plea allocution, which is where the judge asks the defendant, are you pleading guilty of your own free will? What did you do that makes you, in fact, guilty? The prosecutors will usually insist on some language where they have to implicate their co-conspirators during the course of the plea, and that will effectively neutralize them and solidify their status as a cooperating witness. I didn't see any of that with any of these three witnesses. So part of the, and, and I postulated in my monologue that a lot of this had to do with shutting these people up, and it was the same strategy that the FBI and DOJ used against General Flynn, which was to intimidate him, threaten his family, bankrupt him, and then shut him up. Uh, you, you may very well be onto something here. Um, your position, given what we know, is certainly 110% plausible, given my experience. I can tell you that is a, a distinct possibility. And in the absence of any pleas, I remember we were puzzling over this all week long. Why didn't they have him plead to the RICO case? Well, right. maybe they don't think that the RICO charge is all that good. The best way to shore that up, if you're going to use a cooperating witness, is have them implicate Donald Trump in open court and say, yes, I conspired with that man to do X, Y, Z. Now, as a defendant or co-defendant, you are on the hook. You can't take that back because you are, you've said under oath in court that you conspired with Donald Trump to do X, Y, Z. You cannot assert the Fifth Amendment and stay silent, and you cannot go back on your word. Otherwise, you're going to get a perjury charge. Yeah, but none they of, didn't do that here. I was going to say, none of them actually did that, though, correct? Right. No, none yeah. of them have done that. And, right. and, and the prosecutors have not insisted on it, which makes you wonder what's really going on. Do you think that, uh, given these, these deals, they're trying to build the perception that there was, even though there wasn't, but that there was because, look, they're all pleading guilty, right? They're all admitting something here. It's sort of the public relations game. Could there be some of that going on here? That's, a, that's an absolute possibility. Fannie yeah. Willis knows... That, uh, that everybody's watching, uh, that her potential jury pool is watching this very carefully. Uh, and unless you're living under a rock, 
right? right. You've had to have heard something about this. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And of course, uh, that uh, Atlanta, Atlanta urinal and constipation is having a field day with all of this up there. Uh, <laughs> Patrick's going to stay with us. Uh, we've got some more court action to talk about when we come back. I hope you will be with us as well on this Patriot Home Funding Friday. And once again, you can find these articles that we were referring to here at undoingtime.org. That's undoingtime.org. And can people sign up and, like, subscribe there, Patrick? Absolutely. There's a totally free newsletter. Uh, you can get all these blasted out to you, and, and you can stay on and check it daily. All right. There you go. Undoingtime.org. Sign up tonight. Why wait? We'll be right back. AM 950 and FL 94.9. The answer. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Do you suffer with low energy, difficulty sleeping, digestive issues, frequent illnesses, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Heist Health Clinic is for you. Hi, this is Renee Humphreys. At Heist Health Clinic, we use holistic methods to balance your body so it can help heal itself. Call Heist Health Clinic at 407-677-1660 or go online to drheist.com so we can help you experience outrageous health. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're like me, you're probably spending more time in your vehicles, so it's more important than ever that we can rely on them. That's why if you have a Mercedes-Benz, you need to know Jerry and Janice Shepard because you can rely on Jerry's MB to keep your Mercedes in tip-top shape without leaving your budget out of shape. With their state-of-the-art facilities, factory-trained techs, decades of experience, and reasonable prices, Jerry's MB is your dealership alternative. Jerry's MB is located just off Alafaya Trail, just north of UCF. Give them a call at 407-366-6499 or visit them at jerryzmb.com. Remember, they're your dealership alternative. jerryzmb.com, 407-366-6499. Folks, did you know Relax and Comfort is the only store in Florida where you can experience both the number one rated number bed and the JD Power number one rated mattress in America and compare them side by side? And now for a limited time, Relax and Comfort has a very special offer for American Adversaries listeners only. Get a free X two model X chair, just like the one I use every day, with a qualifying purchase of any new luxury massage chair or smart sleep system. Call Don, Jackie, or Geo at 407-628-5657 or visit Relax and Comfort at the Winter Park Village just across from the Regal Cinemas. You can rely on Relax and Comfort for all your back care and sleep needs to sit, sleep, and feel better every day. Relax and Comfort is locally and family owned and operated since 1967. So call today at 407-628-5657 or visit relaxandcomfort.com. Friends, Lair Adams of the American Adversaries here to remind you to call Cafe Positano's right now and ask about today's chef specials. You know they make the best pizza strombolis and calzones, but call ahead the menu changes. Maybe tonight they'll have chicken with mustardello sauce, salmon in a mango citrus glaze, flounder with mushrooms and spinach in a wine reduction, or parmesan-crusted T-bone steak. Got you drooling yet? Google it now and dine in, pick up, or have delivered Central Florida's most authentic Italian food, Cafe Positano's. Hi, I'm John Sieber, President of Patriot Home Funding, Central Florida's best mortgage broker. And we are making mortgages great again by offering the lowest rates and best service, all while not charging any lender junk fees or points on most of our products. And if you are a veteran, we will pay for your appraisal as a way of saying thanks for your service. Take the Patriot Home Funding Challenge. We'll give you five-star luxury service and save you money. Give us a call at 407-389-5132. That's 407-389-5132. 
or visit us at myphf.com. At Patriot Home Funding, we finance the American dream. Patriot Home Funding is a licensed mortgage broker business in the state of Florida, NMLS 171699, and is an equal housing lender. John Siebert is a licensed mortgage originator in the state of Florida, NMLS 305711. We all know we can't avoid death and taxes. Here in Florida, we also can't avoid mold, mildew, and grime building up on our homes, businesses, carports, and sidewalks. When it's time for you to tackle that dirt and grime, call Deer Brothers Exterior Cleaning, D-E-E-R-E. They do it all from soft washing roofs to high-powered washing for those really tough jobs. No job too big or small. So when it comes time for you to deal with the mold, mildew, and grime, call Deer Brothers Exterior Cleaning at 407-978-8834. Leave the dirty work to them. 407-978-8834. We're back. We're live. It is a Patriot Home Funding Friday. we got Patrick McGarrow, publisher of Undoing Time magazine. Undoingtime.org is where you can subscribe. Uh, Patrick, one more question about this uh, D.C. case. Yeah, uh, I had read where Trump was floating the idea of doing an appeal stating that the charges from Smith are basically double jeopardy because of the second impeachment. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> that that, that uh, argument has shown up in... Um in other uh, motions and other filings. Uh, he hasn't really put meat on those bones yet. Um, however, uh, it's definitely something that's interesting because this would be the first time in American history that someone has used an impeachment as a prior jeopardy. Um, I, I don't know how I'm, to I'm really you. not sure how it would turn out. This is an extremely novel situation. Yeah, then, well, you know, then again, so is this whole case, right? Well, exactly. Well, I can see where the prosecution would argue, you know, that's a political proceeding. This is a legal proceeding, and therefore it wouldn't apply. But I, what do I know? Right. All right. Um, we got a call online. Did he, did he drop? Okay. I'm sorry. Is he still on? No, okay. All right. In the, in the meantime, let's go back to the new, let's go up to the New York case because it it was like a fiasco this week. First of all, oh, yeah. you had the Trump's former lawyer uh, Michael Cohen testifying and Paisley putting the screws to Trump, and I'm sure uh, not saying things that Trump would see the same way, if you know what I mean. Matter of fact, I believe uh, Trump's lawyer got hit uh, Cohen to admit that he's a liar. On the stands. Well, that's not hard. Uh, Michael Cohen, keep in mind, Michael Cohen has been shopping his story to all different government agencies, and, you know, nobody has really used him because he has pretty much zero credibility, and I think that was laid bare this week during his extensive testimony. He was effectively ripped apart on cross-examination by Trump's attorneys. He was exposed for making a whole lot of prior inconsistent statements which are usually the best indicators that somebody is a liar if they keep saying different things at different times to different people. Um, he was pretty much shredded on the witness stand. He was left hanging his head, and at the end of the day, he was forced to admit the truth, which is that Trump never asked him to uh, basically you know, doctor up any, uh, any real estate values or anything like that. As soon as that happened, Trump's attorneys moved for an immediate directed verdict, which is basically a dismissal. Uh, unsurprisingly, the judge has uh, denied that motion, and instead it fined Donald Trump an additional $10,000. Yeah, well, that was a separate issue because uh, Trump, you know, as he as he likes to do, he, he stands and gives these uh, sort of impromptu briefings to the media who are just desperate to hear every word he has to say. 
and he referred. He was, now he came out and correct me if I'm got my facts, facts wrong here, Patrick. But he came out during the, the the day when Cohen was testifying, and he started talking about how the judge and the person sitting next to him were extremely biased and uh, that sort of thing. So the judge heard about it, and he actually put Trump on the stand and asked Trump who he was referring to. Trump said, you and Cohen. And the judge said, I don't believe you. I think you were talking about me and my assistant, and then slapped the $10,000 fine on him. That's how, right. how unprecedented was that? And was the, is there any way the judge could really know what Trump, who was Trump was talking about? I mean, Well, here's the thing, right? If you're going to hold somebody in contempt, you have to have some clear and convincing evidence that they have violated that order intentionally. When Trump says that the judge and the person sitting next to him are biased against me and very partisan, well, guess who else is sitting next to the judge? The, the, the witness. Michael Cohen. The right? witness. The witness. Correct. Yeah. So in the absence of any other evidence, right, what basis does the judge have to make a finding that Donald Trump was actually talking about his clerk when the only source of that information says, no, I wasn't talking about your clerk. I was talking about that other idiot on the other side of you, Judge. <laughs> uh, you know, so this is, that is also going to be appealed. I was going to um, ask that. Yeah, but yeah. New York is so broke right now because Eric Adams just you know, made it a sanctuary city. They need that $10,000. they got to give it to some of those uh, migrants. <laughs> They're going to have to start handing out a lot more parking tickets, I guess. Uh, but yeah. th- but that case, is it's become a fiasco. I mean, and now Letitia James, I guess, is doing her own social media post taunting Trump. I mean, Daily. He, he's supposed to be gagged and she can taunt him? Hmm. I mean, what what's this? It, you, you are living in interesting times. Um, down is up. East is west. <laughs> uh, Trump is the villain. And... No matter what, in the state of New York, he is not going to get a fair shake, plain and simple. No matter what happens, his lawyers can do no right in the eyes of the judge, and Letitia James can do no wrong. And it's it's topsy-turvy world, it really is. That's why I left 10 years ago and never returned. I don't blame you. Patrick, I wanted to ask you about, it came out that uh, Ergeron's going to uh, compel Ivanka Trump to testify in this case, even though she's not been with the Trump organization in at least six years, doesn't live in New York, doesn't own shares in the company, really has nothing to do with anything. What do you think he expects to get out of this? Well, what the you know, and this has been litigated lately that uh, you know that Ivanka has tried to quash the, the subpoena, subpoena right. to force her to testify, um, you know, and basically that that's been unsuccessful, unsurprisingly. <laughs> um, what are they going to get out of her? Nothing except tormenting right. Donald Trump right. to have to sit there and watch his his kid go through that, right. and tormenting that poor woman who has nothing to do with anything. All right, exactly. that's all it's about. Yep. Yep, exactly. Exactly. All right, well, Patrick, you've been very thorough, and I'm going to subscribe tonight to Undoing Time magazine at undoingtime.org, undoingtime.org. And a lot of great articles already there for you to find, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. And remember, I'm going to pull all the documents I can online from the federal court and and the state courts. I'm throwing them all up there in these articles. Your, Your listeners 
can read them themselves and come to their own conclusions. They don't have to take that uh, mainstream media's nonsense. And Patrick, I love the first graphic that comes up when you log into your website. It's the mugshot shot. All right. I love it. Undoingtime.org. Sign up tonight. Thank you, Joya and Joel, for listening. And thank you, Patrick. We appreciate you so much. Have a great weekend, everyone. You too. And thank you, folks, for listening. We'll be back with another hour of the American Adversaries radio show. Then you got some Blue Darters football tonight as they take on the Evans Trojans in a big crosstown rivalry, rivalry battle. All right, we'll be right back. And uh, Dr. K is going to join us for a few minutes as well. So please stay with us. Ladies and gentlemen, sit right up. January 20th, 2017 will be remembered as the day the people became the rulers of this nation again. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. We do not seek to impose our way of life on anyone, but rather, to let it shine as an example. We will shine for everyone to follow. There should be no fear. We are protected, and we will always be protected. We will be protected by the great men and women of our military and law enforcement. And most importantly, we will be protected by God. We stand at the birth of a little millennium, ready to unlock the mysteries of space, to free the Earth from the miseries of disease, and to harness the energies, industries, and technologies of tomorrow. A new national pride will stir ourselves, lift our sights, and heal our divisions. Your voice, your hopes, and your dreams will define our American destiny. Together, we will make America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America. Let's go see the Number two of the American Adversaries radio show coming to you live from the Relaxing Comfort Studio. I got my Making America Sleep Great Again cap on, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, it is a Patriot Home Funding Friday. Got Pierce Outlaw, Nostradamus, and myself, Christopher Hart, in this Relaxing Comfort Studio. Jeff Sinis is on the bridge. And on the line with us now is Dr. Ken Vihek. And uh, he wanted to come on and talk a little bit about this uh, killer up in Maine, who, by the way, is still at large. 
I guess the latest is they're talking about it, and I, it was a farmhouse or something. They found a quote-unquote suicide note and his telephone. And but nobody, I mean, he wasn't there, dead. Uh, it could he be. He just knew if his phone was turned on, they'd be able to track him. Uh, right this away. this guy's not an idiot. Let's no. just put it that way. Although he does seem to be uh, suffering from some severe derangement. So let's go to Doctor K, and maybe he can sort it out for us. Doctor Ken V. Hecht, how you doing tonight? Oh, pretty good, Chris. So how are you guys doing up there in the studio? Uh, doing pretty good, pretty good. So good. tell us about uh, this guy. What do, you, what do you know? Because he, I guess, had been threatening to kill everybody on his National Guard base, so they mm-hmm. put him in a mental, inst- a mental hospital for a while, but then let him go unsupervised, uh, is what the reports that I've seen. Is that normal? Well, you know, what happens is they put somebody in for observation, and then... Uh, I don't know if they medicated him out. We don't have access to his, his records to find out what kind of treatment he received. And they, they could have just diagnosed him as being schizophrenic. They could have given him the medications for that. And as long as the schizophrenic takes the medication, then they're you know basically returned to a normal baseline and, and are able to go through life in a normal um, way. But we don't know that they did that. Uh, the problem that everybody's talking about this yellow uh, flag law that Maine has in place, well, we don't know if the federal system, because that's where he was, he was in West Point when this happened, he was on a federal facility, if that system talks to even the mental health uh, authorities in Maine to allow the yellow flag to go into place. And then there's also a couple of other intrinsic problems with the yellow flag law. Everybody's touting, oh, this is a model for the United States, but, but it's not, and I'll explain why. Now, now, uh, in my opinion. Hold, hold on just a second. Uh, you're, yeah. you're saying yellow flag law. We have down here red flag laws. Are these different, or is it just Maine's version of the same thing? No, no, this is different. The yellow flag law, uh, it, it has to be approved, the, the removal of the, and only the, the temporary confiscation. In, in Florida, a red flag is the permanent confiscation. It, it empowers our, our law enforcement to go and confiscate guns. And this is where the difference is, and this is also where the downfall in their law is, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it states that only medical professionals can do this. And the medical professionals that they list are your, are your MDs and your DOs, but also your uh, nurse practitioners, and then uh, it goes down to your, your psychologist. And of that, there are only 5,000 of those people registered in the state. I just looked everything up on their, uh, on their board. It doesn't allow for mental health counselors or social workers to make this judgment on somebody they're treating. And, and that, is, that total, just to add those in, that's over, uh, what, 11,000 people, 11,000 professionals that they completely, totally kick out of the system that don't have the right to impart the yellow flag law. Well, some people would say that's good because it, this, that the law could be abused. What would you say to them? Well, it, it, but the chances of seeing a, a physician or a, a clinical psychologist or a nurse practitioner is greatly reduced as opposed to somebody who would walk into a clinic that would see a social worker or a mental health counselor. I see. So in other words, the, the wrong people have the power. It's not about the wrong people. The right people have power, but they need to add more to the mix okay. because those are the people they're going to go see. They're not going to get in to see a psychiatrist or, or, or a DO or an MD uh, or a nurse practitioner right away. They're going to get put in 
and any intake is going to go to a social worker or to a licensed mental health counselor. Dr. Ken, I want to talk about the killer a minute. Normally when mm-hmm. people do these mass killings like this, they never get out alive. Well, oftentimes right. it's it's sort of a suicide mission. Yeah, and this guy yeah. leaves a suicide note, but he gets out alive, then goes on the run. And I've read that he was quite the outdoorsman and loved mm-hmm. there's a river there nearby and that he's probably gone into the water somehow and left the area so obviously still dangerous but what is the difference or is there a difference between this guy's profile and the average you know suicide mission killer if you will well the average suicide uh, like murder suicide type person they want to go and they want to achieve their objective and they don't care once they've achieved their objective if they stay around now what's happened with this gentleman apparently is that he's done everything that he wanted to, but his military training has kind of kicked in. And the you got to take in the expansiveness of Maine. I was, I was, as you know, I was stationed in Maine. I used to go through the woods all the time up there. It's, it's really not densely populated at all in, in certain areas. And he can use his military training to basically avoid and just lead people around because that's what he did. And as a hunter in Maine... He knows the area. So he's got a couple things working for him. My suggestion would be to call out the National Guard because they trained him on how to, you know, basically hide. They trained him on basically how to do all the camouflage, and, and they know what to look for. The, the police are well-trained, but they may not have the military experience. So yeah. when a guy has a mindset that he's willing to go out by suicide by cop, which is what apparently now he wants to do, or because he's not leaving the area maybe, if he was actually trying to, he would leave the area, go to Canada, or leave the state. But he's kind of just hunkered down there. Dr. K. Nostradamus here. Charlie Kirk, the morning after this incident, had a real real good post. I'm going to read part okay. of it. Before we sure. start talking about taking everyone's guns away, especially when pro-Hamas groups are marching in our streets, let's answer some basic questions. One, what psychological medications was this insane person on? Number two, what was he saying when he was institutionalized just a few months ago? Number three, who determined he was ready to be released? Number four, what existing laws went unenforced to enable him to go on his killing spree? Do you have a question five, six, or seven to add to that list? And are those fair questions? Those are very, very fair questions. And I would add to that list, why wasn't this information shared with his home state? Because he was, he was in New York when all this occurred. Right. What, what are New York's policies as far as sharing that with the state of Maine or, or with the, even with his um, unit back in Maine, his reserve mm-hmm. unit? And that, that, we don't know if, how much or any of that occurred. I had seen some reports, and not widespread, but some reports that said that the FBI had, had, was, had known about this guy. Um, would mm-hmm. would the military automatically notify the FBI in a circumstance like this? Well, if he's making some severe and serious threats about, you know, what we consider authentic threats about the people on the base, yes. You know, they it, would have been brought in at some, on some point. They may have just been consulted and say, okay, this is somebody to watch. Uh, this is what we've done. And they may not even have access to the medical records, but they may have gotten a notice. Yeah. And you let's know, be honest. We have a duty we have a duty to inform. And that's what I was trying to say with the mental health counselors and the social workers. 
when we get this, we have a duty to inform. So we're allowed to break that wall of confidence if we feel that the person is a danger to themselves or others. And to be honest, guys, the FBI is watching a lot of people. So they're spread <laughs> yeah. kind of thin. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. y- you know, if their mission now is domestic terrorism, they sure in the hell miss this guy, right? I mean, they're looking That's at grandmothers and priests and, and people like that. But uh, this guy, he slips. You know, it's an, it's another instance where the FBI, if this these reports are true, has dropped the ball. And a lot of Americans get killed. And it happened right here at Pulse downtown. Yeah. The guys, the the killers, in that instance, his father-in-law was an FBI mm-hmm. informant, so-called, right? Yeah. yeah, you know, it just seems like to me, and this is my South Georgia sense talking, I suppose, maybe we should quit laundering so much money in, in the Ukraine and spend that money getting serious about our mental health crisis in this country, bring back the asylums, Get people on mm-hmm. drug, uh, drug rehab that are on meth and crack and stuff, and treat mm-hmm. these people and either detain them or get them straightened out. That's not happening. Well, I... yeah, Pierce, you, you make a, a great point. I've been saying this for years that when we started closing the state institutions and uh, and helping these people, we had to release them onto the streets, and and this is where we are, you know, thirty, forty years later. All right. All right, well, Ken, thanks for checking in with us and helping us sort this stuff out. We appreciate that. Where can find people find you these days? Well, let's see. Uh, you can find me on uh, betterbrainexperience.com. Uh, we're doing uh, you know, all kinds of good things there. You can also uh, set up appointments, and uh, I'm available for consultation. All right. Very good. And uh, we appreciate you calling in, as I said. As always. Yep, here to yep. help. And I'm, I'm going to see you in the morning at that flag retirement ceremony? The, yeah, the one that's going to happen at the American Legion up off of Goldenrod or up in Oviedo. Yep, uh, in Oviedo. I'm planning on being there. Okay. I'll see you there. I've got a couple yeah, of flags. It's be a good eagle project. <laughs> it is. Yes. Yes. Uh, a scout here locally. His name is Cole Joseph. Is his Eagle Project from going from an e- I'm sorry, a Life Scout to Eagle Scout, is to have a flag celebration and retirement ceremony. It's tomorrow morning at nine o'clock at the VFW in Oviedo. It's right there on Broadway. So uh, come on out and join us at nine o'clock. And evidently, Rick Brown's Tijuana Flats is going to have food there. I didn't know that until last night. So that's another good uh, reason to be there. Okay, and especially bring out the young people in, in your family. This would be a great experience for them. All right, and when we come back, Roger Franklin Williams is going to be joining us here in the studio as we pre- preview the game tonight where the Blue Darters go up against the Evans Trojans in another crosstown rival. So stay with us. It is a Patriot Home Funding Friday after all. And one other thing, the Liberty Church of Orlando has their Fall Family Festival Sunday, this Sunday, from 4 to 6 p.m. It's at the Liberty Church, which they celebrate at the Seventh-day Adventist building right there at 455 Maitland Avenue. 455 Maitland Avenue, Liberty Church Fall Family Festival, this Sunday at 4 o'clock. We'll be right back. AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. 
Hey, Central Florida, Dave Ramsey here. When you need advice on your taxes and want to work with someone who has the heart of a teacher, you need to see Larry Herring CPA. He's one of our tax-endorsed local providers, and he's ready to talk with you about all your income tax needs. Larry Herring will help you manage your taxes just like any other expense. Take it from me, Larry is your guy. 407-647-7777 or at herringcpa.com. Network sound and video. Many folks are worried that their old videotapes are worn or broken. But aren't they worth restoring? If you could watch your children play when they were little, be there for a birthday party, sporting event, or bring back the memories of a family member, wouldn't that be priceless? Network sound and video will fix and restore your old videos so you can enjoy them again for years to come. What could be more precious than your family videos? Call 407-834-8555. 407-834-8555. Tuesday, here Tuesday. Looking for your lost cat? No, I'm looking for Tuesday. What? Tijuana Flats has two tacos, chips, and a drink for just $6.99 every Tuesday. Tijuana Tuesdays? Yes, have you seen it? Tijuana Tuesdays, every Tuesday at Tijuana Flats. Have you heard the great news, folks? The Supreme Car Detailing Superstores have added a third location to better serve you. The new location is at Candace Drive in 1792 in Maitland. As with their other locations at 510 North State Road 434 and at South Orange Avenue and Sand Lake Road, this new detailing superstore is stocked with all the cleaning products and tools you need for any cleaning task for your cars, trucks, RVs, boats, homes, and businesses. At this new location, you can also test your driving skills on a state-of-the-art simulator. You won't believe how real the experience is. To clean better, with less effort, go to the Supreme Car Detailing Superstores. They're open from 10 to 6, 7 days a week. Or you can order online at dasuperstore.com. That's dasuperstore.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Look at the roadways, I-4, slow westbound, headed into the St. John's River Bridge, around Colonial, and from Conroy, headed down to U.S. 27. Eastbound, I-4, slow from Old Polk Road up towards Kirkman, and up around West 1st Street, the beach line going slow westbound, headed into I-4. Your latest answer, traffic, I'm Dave Dorica. The gray horse standing still. As a soldier climbs in the saddle for one last ride All right, welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen, the American Adversaries Radio Show. So after us here in what, about 40 minutes or so, you're going to have the Blue Darters playing the Evans Trojans. And, of course, Roger Franklin Williams and Philly Joe Ferraro call the game. So uh, we'll just preview the game. This is, this is an important game for the Blue Darters because they've had a pretty tough season so far. Yeah, it's, it's been an interesting season. Um, some huge, exciting wins, but uh, some you know big, big losses. But the losses were all to elite teams. I mean, we lost to Edgewater, Seminole, uh, Sanford Seminole, and um, Lake Mary, and um, you know those are literally three of the, the best teams in the state of Florida. Um, you know, Edgewater's undefeated, Lake Mary's undefeated. Yeah, <laughs> Seminoles lost two, but those were they were playing some of the toughest teams in Florida. So, you know. Um, Still alive and kicking. The the game this game was obviously was was played last night actually. Right. So we'll have the rebroadcast rebroadcast tonight, and it was absolutely a huge game. I mean, it was a game if if Popka didn't win, most likely would have been eliminated from postseason. 
for the first time in 24 years. Um, getting but, but the win they, keeps us alive. If, if they win, they, they stay alive. Um, I was going to ask that because they, they got kind of, I guess they, they weight the teams in terms of the toughness of the schedule as well as the win-loss record. Is that the way I understand it? Yeah, in fact, in the, the so-called weighting of the, of the schedule, um, the points, if you will, <laughs> the rating is in many cases, some cases, more important than the one-loss record. In fact, yeah. it looks like Kissimmee Osceola might get into the playoffs, and they're at two and six right now. So uh, <laughs> that's an extreme example, but um, you know, and then it, it 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 complicates things because you know, I mean, like anything with numbers, at least from my perspective, it's an inexact science. But right. but you know, from a big picture. It should work in Apopka's favor because our schedule is, has certainly been one of the toughest in the state and might yeah. even want to argue it's the toughest in the state. So. Yeah, given the fact that as you were talking about these undefeated teams that they have been up against. And, but you know, we played one team, if I'm not mistaken, that's under 500 right now. And, yeah, oh. that's, that's so you haven't game a district game? Yeah, Evans is a district game. Um, so that makes it more important. Well, not in this case because we're already both teams are already eliminated from oh. winning the district. Ah. So, um, yeah, that that game will be actually literally t- live tonight. That'll be Lake Mary versus Sanford Seminole, and the winner of that will win uh, Class Four M uh, Region One District Two. Um, but, but I mean, but that the, th- the the way the playoffs work, you know, in every region, four teams get in in every region. Yeah. I mean, eight teams, four district champions, and four at large teams. So right. we're still alive for the at large berth. And if you're one of them, and if you're playing for a playoff berth, you de- are de facto in the playoffs. So for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's it's an exciting game that you'll be hearing here tonight. So, I mean, even when the Blue Darters have lost games, it's been exciting. I mean, <laughs> one, of, one of the most enjoyable moments so far this season was when uh, in Edgewater, uh, the a Blue Darter defender picked that pass off on like the five-yard line and took it the length of the field and scored. And you were just calling it every five yards. You were calling it, he's on the 45, the 40, the 40. It was uh, exciting. But anyway, I got to talk to you about John Perry uh, because he was such an integral part, uh, not just of our broadcast, your broadcasts, but of sports at Apopka for so long. And, uh, you know, him being the writer for the Apopka Chief all these years, you'd known him since the 70s, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that... since first grade, actually. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> just, I mean... He grew uh, up in my neighborhood. We went to same elementary school, played Little League together. And this was so unexpected, you know. But John was old school. He was, you know... An old school writer, uh, he, journalist. Yeah, he was yeah. an old school journalist. Just the facts, man. Wrote the stories accurately. Didn't make the stories about himself. Um, just ba- as you said, just basic. I mean, if you, you could look, take a, a put John Perry's micro, you know, career under a microscope or his work under a microscope, um, and and it would be fundamental textbook old school journalism. Yeah. I remember this was uh, just prior to this season, uh, I guess maybe August or so, you had a show where it was basically you and he uh, just talking about some of the old days, the early days and the stuff like that. And it was so fascinating. He had such a, a an encyclopedic brain. I mean, he could pull up the details and tell you how this play happened 30 years ago. And you do the same thing. But I found out that you got a lot of that from reading his articles. 
<laughs> well, I lived a lot of it myself. Too. I know, and, I know. And I, and I'm I got just a teasing. lot of it from my father, who yeah. gave him incredible oral history. He yeah. came in 1946, so I've got a kind of a, a comprehensive oral history of of every team from 1946 up until uh, you know probably my senior year. Yeah, and I was amazed that not only did John never miss an Apopka football game, but he never he went to all the Apopka High sports activities. Yeah, that's one of the amazing things about it. I mean, it's almost mind-boggling. Where it's literally mind-boggling when you look at at the work that he did, his commitment to commitment to, commitment to the community, um, and also just commitment to the job that he did. He was actually the editor of the Apopka Chief. So, in addition to his extraordinary comprehensive coverage of Apopka High School athletics, right. um, he he wrote the editorials. He he covered Apopka City Hall. I mean, he was there at every Apopka City Hall meeting. For forty plus years, uh, you know, two two times a month. <laughs> so I mean, and you know, and, and covering all the political um, things happening in, in town, and and, and doing an extraordinary number of feature <laughs> articles as well. But but yeah, he covered all the schools, um, every every baseball game and every football game since about nineteen seventy since nineteen seventy eight. That's just Bas- amazing. Basketball as well. Yeah. So rare these days. Yeah, you know, uh, in my hometown in Georgia, we had the same thing. You know that the local newspaper came out once a week and it was basically a family-owned business the the people right there in the town and they covered everything and those types of businesses there give a lot of kids their start even as is as far back as middle school their kickoff into journalism and gives them the bug to get into either writing or broadcasting and they carry that legacy forward as you're describing here that's a great point, Pearson. That's one thing I really want to make about John, which I really had a chance to to really digest a little bit. And it's really I still haven't even hasn't even hit me yet. I, you know, I, I you know, it was so sad. Um, yeah, I just uh, can't you know having begin to get try to even get over it. But um, one thing I thought about was was, and one thing that you know, made me think about it was I was cleaning out the garage and found a, and, and one of the few uh, clippings from back in my day and um and, and and I remember what a thrill it was you know and I'm like well I, I got to put this on Facebook I got to tell somebody about this I got to right. tell everybody I know about it right. but my point is I'm getting to is for literally I would say hundreds and I would say probably a thousand over a thousand people. Um, guys have memories like that because of John Perry. Yeah. You know, and, and and they got it twice. First of all, as kids, how many high school kids get comprehensive coverage from their local newspaper? And I'm not just talking about football players. I'm talking about lacrosse players, bowlers, you right. know, you know, uh, softball. Uh, so so the kids got cover got coverage, you know, uh, clippings of themselves, interviews, pictures of, of when they're playing, which I'm sure was it's a thrill and certainly to their parents. But also um, they've got those memories, um, you know, f- 40 years later that they can share with their grandkids. Right. All right. Because of John Perry. That's it. So certainly uh, he will be missed. But don't miss the game tonight. Blue darters against the Trojans. Excellent football right here. Friday Night Lights with the darters every week that they play. We'll be right back with the American Adversaries radio show on this Patriot Home Funding Friday. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting the latest Israel-Hamas war has quickly become the deadliest and most destructive in the long history of the bitter enemies. More Israelis and Palestinians have been killed than in any of the four previous wars dating to late 2008. Over 1,400 Israelis were killed in the Hamas attack on October 7th. More Palestinians and Israelis are displaced than ever before. 
And Israeli airstrikes throughout the Gaza Strip have wrought unprecedented destruction by flattening entire neighborhoods. The U.N. General Assembly has approved a non-binding resolution calling for a humanitarian truce in Gaza, leading to a cessation of hostilities between Israel and Gaza's Hamas rulers. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 366 points. The Nasdaq rose 47. More details at srnnews.com. AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. Call me and I'll do the rest. I'm Abby Greenberg with the Golden Group at Compass, the number one brokerage in the country. It's a seller's market and there's no better time to list your house. I'll get it sold and get you the greatest return on your real estate investment. Need to make renovations first? Through Compass Concierge, we'll cover the renovation costs up front and sell your house for top dollar. I'm Abby Greenberg and you can sell your home with ease with the Golden Group. 407-484-2689. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're like me, you're probably spending more time in your vehicles. So it's more important than ever that we can rely on them. That's why if you have a Mercedes-Benz, you need to know Jerry and Janice Shepard because you can rely on Jerry's MB to keep your Mercedes in tip-top shape without leaving your budget out of shape with their state-of-the-art facilities, factory-trained techs, decades of experience, and reasonable prices. Jerry's MB is your dealership alternative. Jerry's MB is located just off Alafaya Trail, just north of UCF. Give them a call at 407-366-6499 or visit them at jerryzmb.com. Remember, they're your dealership alternative. jerryzmb.com, 407-366-6499. With their X10 number bed, each partner can have any mattress firmness desired. From ultra soft to extra firm and change at any time. Shop, relax, and comfort and save thousands over sleep number models. And now, for a limited time, relaxing comfort has a very special offer for American adversaries listeners only. Get a free X2 model X chair. Hey, it's just like the one Chris uses every day. With a qualifying purchase of any new luxury massage chair or smart sleep system. Hey, call Don, Jackie, or Gio at 407-628-5657. Or visit Relax and Comfort at the Winter Park Village just across from the Regal Cinemas and relax in comfort. Welcome to the American Adversaries. Drive time, the titans of talk radio on AM 950 and FM 94.9. The Answer, online at theanswerorlando.com, americanadversaries.com, streaming on Rumble, and a special welcome to Super Channel WACX Antenna TV viewers on 55.7. Now, let's join the action. Well, if you ask me where I come from, here's what I tell everyone. I was born by God's dear grace in an extraordinary place where the stars and stripes and the eagle flies. All right, welcome back to the American Adversaries Radio Show. Thank you so much for tuning in on this Patriot Home Funding Friday. I got Pierce Outlaw, Nostradamus, Roger Franklin Williams, and myself, Christopher Hart, in the Relax and Comfort Studio. Jeff Sinis is on the bridge. And on the line with us now, we're going to get him to come out of the hive and buzz around with us a little while. The author of Truth Be Told. I'm talking about the Killer Bee himself, B. Brian Blair. Killer Bee, how are you doing tonight? 
Doing great, doing great. Had a wonderful Legends Lunch. Uh, probably a hundred different uh, uh, people from the wrestling industry there, and we had a good time, and uh, a lot of people are going to be tuned to the show here. So, hello. Hey, <laughs> thanks. I, I remember when Nash Dennis and I went over there many years ago, and Buddy Colt was there. and Yeah, that was a fun day. Oh, yeah. We're going to do that again. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. What a memory. I'm telling you. Buddy Colt, golly. Yep. Mm-hmm. How about... Uh, this uh, I, I, I got to get your opinion on. There's a Harvard Harris poll out, just came out, and in that poll uh, for the 18 to 24 year old bracket, 48 percent of them side with Hamas, Killer B, over Israel. Are you surprised? No, because. Um the youth of today uh, are being so influenced by Black Lives Matter, uh, by just the lamestream media in general. Um, and there are so many people in the colleges uh, from overseas that are uh, provoking these, um, you know, anti-Israel <coughs> um, chants and uh, protests. And uh, I know there's dirty money behind it. It's it's really sad, is what it is, Chris. It's very very sad. Um, that's how you know I see it, but it's not surprising. Well, we got a couple of stories here uh, having to do with people expressing their support for Hamas or Palestine, and basically the two are one and the same. Uh, and one of them has to do with a sitting congresswoman. The other one has to do with a sitting professor. Yeah, this first story, of course, is about Rashida Tlaib, who is uh, still, still backing Hamas after everything they've done. On Wednesday, though, a representative from here in the state of Florida said Congress should strongly consider voting to censure his fellow Democrat. Democrat Jared Moskowitz says that, um, look, Congress is unified in its support of Israel. I continue to be disappointed in members of Congress who are not willing to listen to U.S. intelligence and the Biden administration, who've said Israel had nothing to do with the issue that happened in the parking lot of the hospital, where they alleged that Israel actually was the one that bombed the area. And Talib flies a quote-unquote Palestinian flag outside her office there in the Capitol building. Uh, and then I, I want to get your thoughts on both, but then there's this story. Yes, the Cornell professor who called the Hamas terror attack on Israel, exhilarating and energizing, is now going to be doing some exhilarating energizing on his own. He's going to be on a leave of absence until the end of the semester. His name is Russell Rickford. He's an associate professor of history. He went viral for these remarks. He was actually gleeful as, as he was describing the attack. He said, you would not be human not to feel the same. Initially, he stood by his statements, but then later he apologized, not for the con- the content of what he said, but for the horrible choice of words. <laughs> I'm sorry for the words I used to express what I still believe. So he didn't back from that. He just said, I'm sorry if you were offended by how I said it. Killer B, on the one hand, with the professor, I like the way it turned out, because what you were just saying, you know, these people are, are filling kids' heads full of uh, nonsense. But I'm not so sure that censoring Talib is the right thing to do. Uh, as, as much as we may disagree with what she's saying, 
doesn't she have the right to say it? Yeah, let her keep saying it. Uh, and, and that's right. I kind of like it when the Democrats start talking stupid. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think? Well, she does have the right, but it goes back to what I've said uh, several times on this program. You know, follow the money who supports them, and over 30 30- over thirty percent of her donations that can be tracked uh, uh, that can be tracked to the right destination and the right donor are Palestinian donors, and so she is um, really carrying the water for them. And that's one thing I do not like about um, uh, it, something should have been done about foreign. Uh, people with deep foreign backgrounds um, and deep ties um, that are loyal to, uh, you know, their home countries and uh, and to the people back home, like the, basically the squad minus AOC. She's from New York, obviously, but, um, you know, half the squads from uh, has another country. Uh, they're just, too, you know, maybe born here, but um, barely, if you know what I mean. Anybody that's anti-American and against what what the American um, what the people of the United States believe in and are saying our traditions, what our forefathers uh, you know fought and died for, um, to me these people uh, to leave borderline treasonous. And yeah, it, it's probably good when the election comes up um, when the next election. Uh, comes up in 2024. I don't know if she's up in 2024, but... Uh, oh, yeah, she is. She's a every two years. Yeah, mm-hmm. every two years. Yeah. yeah, okay. But, uh, you know, it's probably good on, on our side, but uh, I, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't think there's anything good about it, honestly. Her, her district is highly Muslim, as as is Ilhan Omar's, and they're going to be outspending whatever opponent goes up against them at least 10 to 1. Brian, uh, my issue, I, I got a couple of issues with this. Number one, that the uh, a lot of the Democrat caucuses now started calling Rashida Tlaib Mama Bear which kind of elevates her for these radical views. That's number one. And number two, this Cornell professor, he's put on a leave of absence. Why wasn't he just fired? Mm-hmm. He's getting paid for that leave. It's paid at, leave. At least you see a lot of the uh, philanthropists, the people that give uh, to a lot of these colleges, cutting their donations uh, uh, completely out in a lot of cases. And you see some of these uh, law firms and people that were going to hire these students uh, now uh, deny them. And, um, you know, there are some good things happening. Um, Yes, Chris, I do believe in the First Amendment. People do have a right to say, uh, people do have a right to make a fool of themselves uh, in this country, and uh, they have a right to be heard. But, um, you know, sometimes when it is, uh, when the um, information is so plain, what happened to the those poor babies in Israel and those grandmothers and those kids, um, you know, from from their festival, I mean, how could you possibly condone uh, the opposition that is doing that to them? I just, I don't understand that. I guess that's me, uh, but I don't understand it. All right. Um, While we're speaking about the House of Representatives, um, (laughs) you know, the Democrats, I think, got hornswoggled because we got a new Speaker of the House, and he's basically the Democrats' worst nightmare. Killer B, it kind of worked out pretty good, didn't it? 
Oh, it did. And when Elise Stefanik, you know, really set the tone after uh, Mike Johnson was uh, nominated, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you heard uh, what she said, um, but when she talked about everything that was wrong with this country and everything that the Democrat Party has done to support the things that are wrong, including defunding the police, I mean, they were... They were just so riled up, but uh, you know they have done it. They don't want to take ownership, but they've done it, and they're and they're liars. And you know it just proves that to me what Matt Gates did. Uh, has, you know we may have lost three weeks of work in Congress, in Congress, but we it was like um, you know it was like uh, Main Main Street against MAGA, I guess, and MAGA won, and. Um, you know, uh, the Democrats in Congress aren't feeling good about that at all. I'll just say, Chris, it, it validates what you talk about all the time on the adversaries. And you guys, uh, um, you know, the, the mission of your program is that, uh, quote unquote, democracy, uh, democratic, constitutional democratic republic uh, is messy sometimes. Yeah, it's never simple. And, and, and you know, Gates and, and, and his uh, people, they were following their heart. They were doing what they thought was right. Mm-hmm. One of the things about politics, you never know what how politics is going to turn out. Yeah. Yeah, but we, we, that, that's one of the things that makes it so exciting. Yeah. So those guys were, were doing what they thought was right. And, and as it turns out, uh, that messiness it seems to have, um, you know, have, have had a, a, a good ending. It so often happens when people follow their heart and, and follow what they think is and, right. And when it is, when it does look simple and clean, it's inauthentic because it's, it's, been, pre- it's been pre-arranged. Fixed. That's right. And the best part about this is it couldn't have happened without every single Democrat voting with Gates and the other seven to make it all happen in the first place, yep. Killer B. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the great point of it all. So, you know, they wound up, uh, you know, eating their own tongue, <laughs> if you will. That's right. So uh, the way I looked at it, I saw two winners in this, clearly Matt Gates, but the other one's Donald Trump, too, because Trump, number one, he endorsed Jim Jordan to get us to this point, and then he kneecapped Emmer and then came out in favor of Johnson. And so what happens with Gates here? How does... Where does he go from here? Does he remain in Congress? Does he run for governor? Is he a threat to Rick Scott in a couple of years? Where does Matt Gates go from here? I don't know. It's a great question. He says he's not running for governor, but, um, you know, something kind of feels like he might be. But um, either way, I think he'll have a job. Uh, I think he's um, really become a... um, you know, this turned out to be really good for him politically in the eyes of the real conservatives. By the way, it appears as though his father is going to get back into state politics and run for the state Senate again. And they, they basically own that district up there. They are they are very much, uh, let's just say, liked in that district. They don't even have any problem. Yeah, and for those unfamiliar, because we got a lot of people who have moved here from out of state and stuff, Think of the Florida legislature and Nancy Pelosi to the Democrats in Congress. That's what Gates' dad is to the Florida legislature, yeah, but as a Republican conservative. Yeah, legendary, you might say. Um, so when we come back, the Killer Bee is going to still be with us. I hope you will be as well. And his book, Truth Be Told, is an excellent read. Ladies and gentlemen, it's all about human life and life in the w- in the world wrestling, or in the professional wrestling business, including the WWF, WWE, 
Truth Be Told. You can find it on Amazon. Get yourself a copy and get some for gifts. It is that time of the year. Truth Be Told. B spelled with two E's, of course. Truth Be Told. And Truth Be Told, we'll be right back. AM 950 and FL 94.9. The answer. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Do you suffer with low energy, difficulty sleeping, digestive issues, frequent illnesses, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Heist Health Clinic is for you. Hi, this is Renee Humphreys. At Heist Health Clinic, we use holistic methods to balance your body so it can help heal itself. Call Heist Health Clinic at 407-677-1660 or go online to drheist.com so we can help you experience outrageous health. Friends, Lair Adams of the American Adversaries here to remind you to call Cafe Positano's right now and ask about today's chef specials. You know they make the best pizza strombolis and calzones, but call ahead the menu changes. Maybe tonight they'll have chicken with mustardello sauce, salmon in a mango citrus glaze, flounder with mushrooms and spinach in a wine reduction, or parmesan-crusted T-bone steak. Got you drooling yet? Google it now and dine in, pick up, or have delivered Central Florida's most authentic Italian food, Cafe Positano's. Hi, I'm John Sieber, President of Patriot Home Funding, Central Florida's best mortgage broker. And we are making mortgages great again by offering the lowest rates and best service, all while not charging any lender junk fees or points on most of our products. And if you are a veteran, we will pay for your appraisal as a way of saying thanks for your service. Take the Patriot Home Funding Challenge. We'll give you five-star luxury service and save you money. Give us a call at 407-389-5132. That's 407-389-5132. 132 or visit us at myphf.com. At Patriot Home Funding, we finance the American dream. Patriot Home Funding is a licensed mortgage broker business in the state of Florida, NMLS 171699, and is an equal housing lender. John Siebert is a licensed mortgage originator in the state of Florida, NMLS 305711. We all know we can't avoid death and taxes. Here in Florida, we also can't avoid mold, mildew, and grime building up on our homes, businesses, carports, and sidewalks. When it's time for you to tackle that dirt and grime, call Deer Brothers Exterior Cleaning, D-E-E-R-E. They do it all from soft washing roofs to high-powered washing for those really tough jobs. No job too big or small. So when it comes time for you to deal with the mold, mildew, and grime, call Deer Brothers Exterior Cleaning at 407-978-8834. Leave the dirty work to them. 407-978-8834. We're back. We're live. We are the American Adversaries Radio Show. And don't forget, here in about 10 minutes or so, you got Blue Darters football as they take on the Evans Trojans. All right, so uh, Killer B, this this story is uh, it makes you kind of laugh. So we got to do this. This this uh, clown congressman that pulled the fire alarm, uh, he had his court appearance this week. And... I wish we could play the Ohio players. Fire! Oh, that was one of the, the Trump uh, celebrity uh, apprentice it, it, songs. That's right. It? We'll have anyway. to pull that out. No, yeah. Maybe not. Rep- Representative Jamal Bowman pleaded guilty yesterday to willfully setting off a fire alarm. He was captured on camera, and as Pierce said, uh, off camera on the break, um, he was pulling down all the signs that said, don't pull the alarm. Then he pulled the fire alarm. <laughs> The House was voting on a critical government funding bill, and he says, no, I wasn't trying to stop voting on the bill. I was just trying to get out of the building. That's all. (laughs) Bowman says he's going to pay a $1,000 fine, 
Um, he is going to um, write and deliver an apology letter to the U.S. Capitol Police Chief. And in three months, if he doesn't do anything bad, on January 29th, the sentencing hearing will take place and the charges will probably be dropped. Killer me quite a bit different than people who strolled through the Capitol, followed police instructions on January the 6th, and now find themselves in trouble with the federal government. Exactly. It's the uh, epitome of the two-tier justice system. I mean, after all, this guy was a principal in a school. Uh, how many people do you think he would have expelled uh, had they done the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. This is like what a ninth grader does if he doesn't want to take the final exam. That's what this right. is. Yeah. Right. So good for the goose is good for the gander, and it will be a shame if uh, if this just gets dropped. And my this question, is and, and I think the big question we should all be asking is, why was the surveillance video released after he pled and not before? Well, there had been... Uh, it, they had still photographs, hmm, but nice. not the actual video. Okay, all right. You might be right about that. I don't recall. Right. Well, yeah, I do remember that. Uh, You're right, Pierce. Yeah, well, no doubt it's it's two tiered, and, and recently too. This was what a couple of weeks ago now, when you had all the ostensibly Jewish protesters who invaded the Capitol building. I think broke windows to get in there as well, and then took over the the rotunda there uh, for several yeah. hours. And no, no big news stories. As a matter of fact, we were checking the news that night. Fox was all over it, but MSDNC, CNN, not one little bit of coverage on it. And you don't hear a thing about it. And it stopped. There was actually a Senate uh, uh, hearing going on that day that was postponed because these people invaded the Capitol building, Killer B. I mean... I, I don't know how he can look at his peers uh, again with a straight face when he if he's talking about an issue. How can you believe this guy? I mean, somebody to do something like this is disturbed. I mean, he really has a mental problem. He's got some kind of a problem to do something like this. It's um, you know, this is just overboard and it needs to be dealt with harshly. You know, it would be if the shoe was on the other foot and it would have been a Republican Congress. You know, you know why he did this, don't you? Because he can. Because he can get away with it. That's yeah. why he did it. Yeah, that, that's kind of the way it was in the House of Representatives anyway. I anticipate it's going to be a good deal different. By the way, I want to go back to uh, Mike Johnson for a moment. He gave his, I guess, first interview as Speaker of the House to Sean Hannity last night. And when I guess he was asked at least a couple times now, what you know, people don't know anything about you. You know, what, what, what should they know about your background or what you believe and he said, if you want to know what I believe, pick up your Bible and read it, because that's where I get all of my, my bases from. That's, that's his foundation, Killer B. Surprise you that you we know, would hear that these days? Well, it, it's refreshing is what it is. It's very refreshing. And, you know, I wish we could get back. We all know that when they took prayer out of school, when they took the Pledge of Allegiance out of school, you know, that's when things really started falling apart. Look back at it. I mean, look what's happening right now. I mean, this what's happening right now is is right in the Bible. I mean, uh, everything. And um, you know, I've been reading a lot more. Uh, I read the Bible every day, as a matter of fact. But uh, and I have for 23 years, from cover to cover. But um, you know, so many things are um, 
are unfolding uh, just as was written. And, you know, <laughs> there better be a lot of more people that have that uh, come to Jesus talk. Roger, I saw you nodding your head about uh, what Johnson said about his background there. You want to know what about me? Read your Bible type thing. And uh, it's, it's, as Killary said, very refreshing. Yeah, we need more of that in this day and age. Yeah, and I think I will make a contrast, and not to not to beat a dead horse, if you will, but um, you know, I think quite a, quite a contrast with McCarthy, because one thing that you know, kind of following it from afar, Congress from afar, um, you know, whenever I would see McCarthy, uh, just come on television for a brief comment or you know. Uh, brief press conference, he always said the right things. I had no problem with McCarthy, but then you, you peel back the curtain, he never did anything. He, <laughs> he obviously didn't believe, he was savvy, he was just like a typical swamp creature, he was savvy enough to know how to get, get to say the right things to the base and yeah. to the public, but but then he didn't obviously didn't believe it, and that's what led to his downfall. So, so it's a great to have this kind of contrast, a man who apparently has, has built his life and career on fundamental integrity, uh, starting with his faith in God. And Matt Gates again to go back to Gates. Gates knew that when they put McCarthy up for the speaker vote back in January, and he held him to that. You know that yes, we will come after you, and he made him make those promises, which then turned into his downfall. Killer B. Correct. Uh, you know, I I agree with Roger. Uh, I agree with um, you know what you guys are saying. I mean, he was uh, he's a perennial politician. He's you know, just a mainstream uh, Republican. And uh, again, we had um, MAGA beat the mainstream. And um, that's that's a great thing all day long. And especially right. uh, when a guy like Mike Johnson says, if you want to know me, just read the Bible. All right. I love it. All right. Speaking I of this it. sort of thing, I don't know if you'd heard about this new movie out. Nostra Dennison and his beautiful wife saw it last night. Mm-hmm. We went out to see a preview. It actually opens today in just about every theater in Central Florida. It is by uh, the Angel uh, Studios company. Angel.com is the website. They're the ones who brought us Sound of Freedom earlier in the year. And, they're and doing also the, the Chosen. Yep. And they are doing the same thing with this movie. You can buy tickets to the show online through Angel.com. And if you like it, go back to this, the uh, angel.com website. You can purchase tickets so other people can see it free. And Tell so us you, about the movie. If you want to see it free, you can actually get free tickets. <laughs> What's it called? It is After Death. It is a dramatized documentary. And it interviews people who have had near-death experiences. And a lot of them experience being pulled out of their body seeing the crash site or the operating room or wherever it was, the bridge where the tractor trailer crashed into them, where they died, and then being taken, just their spirit rising and being taken to a place full of light and love and warmth. Or in a few cases, to a place of darkness and despair. And those are the scary stories. And somehow they get themselves out of there only by, by shouting out to God you know, help me, help me, God, I need you. Um, it's really interesting to see people from around the world, none of whom knew each other, thinking this is the only thing that's ever, this happened to me and nobody else in the world. It's very, very reluctant to share that kind of story with people, but these uh, people are sharing the stories. And the bottom line is, God loves you. God wants you to love each other. other. That is his plan. Every other issue in the world doesn't matter. 
love the people you are with, and the world will change. Killer B? Amen. What's ironic, very quickly, I know time's running uh, out, but uh, Buddy Colt had uh, died two times on the operating table after uh, he had gotten into the plane crash. And he told me, he said, Brian, I swear to you, and he's told this to other people too, I swear to you that I saw, and I talked to the doctors, and, and they could not believe this, nobody around. I told them when they were defibrillating me, I told them uh, how they were doing it. Who was sitting uh, next to me? He pointed to the lady. You, thank you. He, he thanked some of the people in the, mm-hmm. um, in the uh, emergency room. I mean, I get goosebumps now. This is, sounds like a tremendous movie. Yeah, it, You should see it, and if you don't want to spend the money to see it, go to angel.com. They'll give you free tickets for it. Very good. I can't wait to see that. And also, the Police State movie is now out online. You can find it at policestatefilm.net. I have seen that, and I highly recommend it. And I highly recommend you stick around for the Blue Darters playing the Evans Trojans tonight. You'll enjoy the game, I guarantee you. Killer B, we always enjoy talking to you and come away better off for it. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Have a blessed weekend. You too. Roger, thanks for sitting in with us. All right, Thank keep you, lo- you got it. Keep loving. Keep praying. Try to be a little more godlike every day. Don't give up and never surrender. Darters up next. Night, everybody. Exclusive media partner of the Republican presidential debate, November 8th in Miami, AM 950, FM 94.9, WORL, Orlando. The Answer. The following is an exclusive sports presentation from Salem Media Group, Orlando. All rights reserved. Blue Darter Football is on the air. Welcome to the Blue Darter Football Game of the Week. With your play-by-play team, former Blue Darter tight end Roger Franklin Williams and Philly Joe Ferrer.